To avoid fainting, keep repeating. It's only a podcast. It's only a podcast. It's only a podcast. podcast. Good afternoon, good whatever time of day it may be, folks. Welcome to another episode of the Podcast Macabre. I'm Chris. I'm Joe. I'm Jenny. And God help me, this is on target with our subject matter today, but there is no greater horror show in the NFL or anywhere on planet Earth than watching the Detroit Lions fucking try to play football. Dawn. I'm a Jags fan. I, I had my horror show last week, too. And now, yeah, now apparently, this... I've, well, I've been called a kindergartner this week, though. So how about that? Oh, I've been called way worse than that, sir. But by by the quarterback of the team I follow. <laughs> oh Jesus! <laughs> you <laughs> win. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, I, I stumbled onto that on ESPN. I was catching clips, and apparently, in some press conference, Blake Bortles called the Jaguar fans uh, kindergartners for their knowledge of the game. For second guessing when he blew, well, no, he threw, he threw into double coverage. The guy cut on, cut on a slant on the under route, picked the ball from him, and when it's so bad and so blatant that when the, the intercepting player is running through the backfield, cause you're the only one back there in shotgun, points at you, and then essentially finger wags at you like you shouldn't have done that. <laughs> you know you fucked up. I still, I still watch my Jags. <laughs> it still looks. It sounds a lot like Stafford on this game, and I'm sorry, Jenny. I'll try to wrap up the football talk. <laughs> okay. But, at least but we're talking it, like animal mascots. It ties in. There we go. It was just so bad because they, in the fourth quarter, I believe it was they threw for what looked like an interception, but there was a penalty. So the Lions got lucky. Not only got the ball, but they got like 25 yards. They got an instant first down. Then the very next play, there goes Stafford, throws it right to the fucking guy, you know, right in front of him. There's a Viking. Did he get go colorblind, you know? Blue and purple kind of look similar, I guess. It's like stupid asshole. What a and, bunch of jerks. And believe it or not, folks, I'm not really a Lions fan, so this is what makes it even more amusing. I just sat there and go, oh, yeah, I turned this on for, for, yeah, fuck this noise. Boop. And Amanda must be home. Hi, Amanda. Oh, she's not in the door yet. I just hear the early. And we do, too. (laughs) (laughs) They're loud little bitches, aren't they? (laughs) Uh, Folks, uh, this week's topic um, on a. Uh, yeah, another tangent as usual. We come up with random stuff in the middle of the week, but uh, this one is when animals attack. Uh, and on cue, the dogs bark. <laughs> I know, I was laughing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my fucking God. We have something to say about it, too. <laughs> Apparently, they want to interject. <laughs> Holy crap, now's our chance. <laughs> We have an audience. We have an actual audience. Let us play upon them with our philosophies and our dreams. Uh, Little bastards, shut up. Most peculiar. What on earth? 
They're coming. You know the thing about a shark? He's got lifeless eyes. Black eyes, like a doll's eyes. When he comes at you, he doesn't seem to be living until he bites you. And those black eyes roll over white and then... Oh, then you hear that terrible high-pitched screaming. What was that? This is where I'd tell you to suck it. Some beavers, some beavers. You hear your sweetheart scream. She tells you why you don't believe her. She saw one in the bathroom. It's no lie. It's a zombiever contaminated by toxic goo. A random genetic mistake. They're semi-aquatic, they're hungry for you, boys and girls, stay away from the lake. The ancient Romans called him Orca Orcinus, Latin for bringer of death. He is without challenge, the most powerful animal on the globe, the killer whale. Orca has 48 teeth, set in two impressive rows. In some respects, the orca's intelligence may be even superior to man's. That thing seems to know what we're thinking. Grizzly is an animal, Kelly. Don't give it human qualities. See, he doesn't understand that we're dealing with a highly intelligent beast. And Shakma. Shocking audiences everywhere. Shakma! Let's get along that lines of dogs watching TV. I've got uh, one of my coworkers, Susan, that her dog, uh, Nikki, has always been an, an avid TV watcher, mostly Animal Planet. Uh, she likes watching the uh, uh, the animal cops uh, rescuing the the cats and stuff, but uh, apparently she is a tenth Doctor fan. She loves David Tennant. <laughs> Who doesn't? Who doesn't? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even a Whovian, and he's probably my favorite. Yeah. Oh, he's just adorable. Uh, like you say, I as usual. Love David Tennant. True. True. Uh, like I could say uh, I have enjoyed. I did watch the season premiere last night. Anybody else? I have not as of yet. Okay. That's my evening plans. Okay. It was, it was good. I enjoyed it. It's definitely, there's bits I gotta, I, there's so many little references dropped in dialogue that I've gotta rewatch at some point to pick up bits that I missed or watch some, read someone's recap article. <laughs> but it was good. I enjoyed it. It's a good start. Uh, so, uh, before we dive into our topic, as usual, uh, any current things we want to throw out there? Any new, new trailers, new news, uh, other things to discuss? I've kind of looked through our Facebook page to remind myself of what the week it's been because I had the week from hell at work. And, it's, uh, it must be going around. Oh, uh, shit. Uh, speaking, speaking on sidetrack of, of horror, the horror, um, I had to explain to my wife, uh, because of a picture that was shared on Facebook of, uh, someone, the, I think it came from you, Don, that, uh, someone had vandalized one of the, uh, street signs of pumpkin spice lattes at our back. <laughs> that was me. <laughs> yeah. So I, I explained to Lisa what a blumpkin was. 
And folks, if if you're googling, don't do that at work. If you're looking up that term, <laughs> not suitable for work, folks. It's it's up there with blue waffle, folks. Just don't do it. <laughs> well, uh, I actually I know that there are some Twin Peaks fans amongst us. Um, yes. Amanda Seafried was actually cast in the new Twin Peaks, so I'm pretty excited about that because I love her. She's adorable. Really. She's Lily Kane. How can you not love her? Well, yeah. But I always remember because my wife is a big, uh, big love fan. Yes. <laughs> um, you know, my girls, has... my girls loved Mamma Mia when they were uh... young. So she's been a fixture in our household. Well, so speaking of your kids, what did they think of the visit? Oh my gosh, Chevy loved it. And I think I posted it in our chat, but she had remarked that there weren't a lot of jump scares, but it was still really scary, and the twist was really good. That's what she said. Nice. Yeah, I can only think of maybe three jump scares tops and one blatant, blatant one, but the rest of it was just, I thought, just oozing with creepiness and giving that sense of dread so i'm glad and i you know it's pg-13 so when i saw it a ton of kids were in there and they were all jumping at the right moment so i'm glad they enjoyed it well i think just the fact that my 13 year old knows to say jump scare really tells her tells everyone that she is my kid (laughs) yeah so i can die going briefly back to doctor who that's where i gave my daughter credit today because oh no sorry I can't say that because that would be spoiling part of the episode. Never mind, but there's a, there's definitely a, a Whovian reference she got and got it dead on and knew exactly what it was, and I gave her props for that. Nice self-edit, sir. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> almost. The word was on the tip. The name was on the tip of my tongue. I was like, oh, no, no, no. <laughs> Good job pulling it back. Uh, swallow that word hard, quick. Um, hey, on another you topic... The, the, the Mist is going to be a TV show, apparently. I'm down for that, because I love that movie. I would watch that. I would watch that for sure. Haven't they learned from the dome? Yeah. <laughs> I really I... hope that it's, like, I really, because under the dome, let's be realistic here. First off, they changed a bunch of who people were, and it kind of just messed with the whole way things flowed, and it, so... There's that, but I really will be pissed off if they do that with the mist. Let me just yeah. put it out there. Yeah, uh, and Under the Dome would have been would have been perfect for a miniseries. The second they were like, "Oh no, it's just going to be ongoing for a while," you knew they were going to destroy it. And even the book, the ending was horrible anyway. Oh or yeah. the mist, I, I could watch five seasons of the mist. Just change the story up a little bit, keep the basic premise, and, and roll with it. I, I'm in. What about, uh, I'm just trying to think of other Stephen King-based products that turned into TV show, uh, Havens. How many seasons did that run for uh, over on Sci-Fi? Because I know it just finished up. Like even three tell or five or something. I can't remember. I watched like the first episode and it didn't hook me. So, <laughs> I didn't. there's so many things to watch. It's so hard to get to commit to new shows sometimes. See, if I, I think that if they had gone kind of the route that they went with, like, Storm of the Century, 
Yeah. For it, I think that would have been better because Storm of the Century, I felt was that was a lot of fun. I think that's a pretty fun Stephen King TV project. Mm-hmm. But Under the Dome, at most, should have been a like miniseries. It just, and I mean, right off the bat, because I had the audiobook and I used to listen to it all the time and right off the bat it was like oh why is that person this way that isn't this doesn't even make sense okay so what what's up with that person it just I don't it was just irritating and they were just doing it to do it and it just sucked yeah uh any other new bits to bring up I'm not sure what else. There's... Did you guys see the Red Band clip of the Green Inferno that they put out for the new Eli Roth movie the other day? Not yet. I'm... I, di- I, I didn't get a chance to put it on the page. I was actually busy at the end of the week at work, and I mm-hmm. forgot when I got home. It basically looks like that movie is going to be one giant love letter to like Cannibal Holocaust. Yeah. See, that's where I'm. I'm torn with movies like that because it's like I've. I've kind of fallen off as a fan of Eli Roth's stuff over the years. And so I'm reluctant to go to that. I mean, it, it does exactly. It's something giving, I don't know, homage or ripoff. I mean, that's where that fine line is going to be for me if, if I'm going to watch it. Cause it's like, I, I know I still could probably, uh, I think you recommended it, Joe, to, to actually try out the, the, the sacrament. Uh, yes, yes, yeah. I actually enjoyed that quite a bit. Yeah, because for me, it's I just saw it and I'm like, ah, Ty West is ripping off the Jonestown mas- massacre, and so that's why I'm like, ah, Ty West is. I'm, I fell off of a fan of his for a while too. So it's, I don't know. I'm I'm sure probably eventually I'll give it a try, but it's it's not very high on my list. It'll be one. And the funny thing is, like, I really enjoy Eli Roth as, like, a person and as, like, a horror fan. I've not liked any of his movies, really. So I'm kind of curious about this one. I I haven't figured it out yet if I'm going to go to the theater to watch it or if I'll just wait until it's streaming and catch it, like, on Netflix or something. I'll probably wait to read some of the reviews. I will say, though, they've been having people pass out in screenings, so that's a, a leg up in favor of me trying to catch it in the theater. Mm. Yeah, I need to, uh, think, speaking of catching VOD and stuff like that, uh, uh, Bloodsucking Bastards is finally out. I need to watch that on VOD. I've been waiting for that one for a while now. The Cooties came out, I think, this week, too, uh, with the new Elijah Wood horror oh, yes. comedy. I, I want to yes. watch that as well. Yeah, the list is building again. <laughs> well, speaking of horror comedy, and uh, to plays right into our topic of when animals attack. Um, how many did all four of us watch Zombie Beaver this week? <laughs> I started so, to, and then we just it, things went kind of haywire this weekend. But I yeah. started to watch it, and then this morning I just really needed kind of comfort viewing. <laughs> yeah, like the the familiar. So, but I plan on watching it. Your you guys' reviews have put me over the over the edge on that one. Yeah. I, oh my god, that was hilarious. Yeah, I thought it was, it was like the it was the, it was the Beaver version of in my opinion, Tucker and Dale fight evil. Yes. Yeah, it was. It had a good enough twist on it that the 
at least the order. The, I mean, you know, it's it's that type of movie. People are going to get killed. The order and the methods of the way people got killed threw me off. Mm-hmm. I was especially I was, the <laughs> bathroom guy. <laughs> but it was so fitting. It was fitting, but even my legs slammed together. It's like, Ouch. <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, and then, uh, of course, from the very opening to see, I was trying to figure out in the casting who's who's the dude in the truck with Bill Burr. You know who that was? John Mayer. Oh shit! <laughs> no lie, I kept thinking it was Bill Hader in like a really That's horrible what I thought. wig. That's what I thought it, too. In a bad but yeah, I had to look it up. It was Bill Burr and John Mayer making his film debut. Oh, wow. That's awesome. <laughs> I don't think you do. <laughs> you see that deer head? <laughs> I, I learned that, to trust you. <laughs> that first five minutes had me sold. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna, I want to just lock it and enjoy this, no matter how cheesy it gets. <laughs> And the script, I thought the script okay. was like really funny and, and pretty sharp for you know an attempt yes. to make a grade B movie. Yes. Can I be honest? Uh-huh. I now have your Beaver is a Wonderland running through my head. <laughs> <laughs> your Beaver is a Wonderland. Jeez. <laughs> oh, uh, so that's where I'm at. That's my contribution. Uh, uh. So when you do watch it, Jenny, watch it all the way through because there is a post-credit stinger that is fucking hilarious. Excellent. I live for post-credit action. You know, and the the best part about that very, I, and I don't, I think this is what you're talking about, Joe. At the very, very end, even after the last credit. Mm-hmm. Um, it yes. goes to like, shall we say, an Avengers style like thing. Mm-hmm. And Amanda just looked at me and went, "That's a nice play on words, I think." Yes, it is. Yes, it's very, very fantastic. <laughs> yeah. People uh, listening, are, what the fuck are they talking about? Go watch no, it. they'll go Netflix, and watch folks. it, and then they'll understand. Yes. Highly uh, recommend. It has, this, I know. it has the podcast macabre stamp of approval. I know that if I was listening to a podcast and they kind of gave some vague little reference like that. I'd want to know what was up. I'd go watch it. That And it had, it had that rare thing, too, that I always loved as a kid with all the Burt Reynolds movies, uh, most of the Burt Reynolds movies, is the, the blooper reel with the credits. I mean, granted, it didn't play during the, it didn't play during the credits, but it's before. But at least it didn't distract from uh, the wonderful, wonderful theme song playing over the credits. Oh, zombie. And, and the funny thing is, it, as we're listening to it at the very end and uh-huh. laughing our butts off, the best part I thought was, yeah, it wasn't an homage to us. Egotistically, it would be funny if it were. Doubtful. Uh, but in the middle of the song, you're, spoiler alert. Yes. Because <laughs> it's pretty much telling you what happened in the movie, but it's telling you over the end of the credits. So... <laughs> If you want to know what happens in the whole movie, just watch, listen to that song. Yeah. And then watch the movie. It's still worth it. That and it, it had I always I am one of those people that look all the way to the end of the credits because I love when they mess with the disclaimers at the end of movies. I mean like uh okay. Fan, Phantasm was always one of my favorites. Uh or I think it was Phantasm 2 actually did it uh saying uh the uh, uh unauthorized distribution or duplication of this film. Uh 
well, uh, people or whatever, you know, the whole people who distribute this film without, uh, proper rights and things are subject to a prosecution of the copyright holders, the studio, and the wrath of the tall man. That's why I love the end of this one, because it's an animal movie, and it's saying that no animals were harmed or endangered during the filming of this movie, except for the bear who got a purple nur- nurple, and then it's got in parentheses, he started it, he deserved it. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, I, yeah, got, you gotta see Zombievers, folks. Even the acting was damn solid in that, too. I don't, I don't know, the blonde, at times, she, uh, she was a little flat now and then. But the the rest of them, yeah, Buck, I wanted to punch. <laughs> he was he was the annoying one. And then uh, you had uh, well, the, the boyfriend that you know the guy's just like clueless. <laughs> what I cheated on you, so what, babe? The snuggle. <laughs> we were what? actually talking about that because the um, I'm, I, I, it's hard to do this without giving anything away, but. Uh-huh. The order of which the characters go, we were looking at each other laughing about it went against, I thought, the grain of how the movies usually, they have a certain blueprint of who exactly. survives and all that stuff. Yes. And you just don't expect the one person, even, well, no, I'm not going to say, um, you don't expect the one person to be the last one standing, to be the last one standing. You expected that person to be the first one to go. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was good. <laughs> I, I love that aspect of it. And, uh, oh, shit, what else was I going to say on it? Uh, well, yeah, the, excuse me, uh, to give just the brief premise of the whole thing is you have medical waste ends up into a lake and it infects a bunch of beavers at a beaver dam. And they go turn into zombie beavers and start going, hunting the people down. I mean, that's the easiest way to describe the, the, the bare bones of the story. And it goes from there. <laughs> and you're just touching, uh, and this doesn't give anything away, but I think this is a good selling point for the movie, is uh, during the uh, ending part where they're showing the blooper reels, mm-hmm. when the girl's going through the drawer to look for some sort of yes. weapon or some sort, <laughs> she finds the dildo and she's like, eh, flings it to the side and runs out. But she doesn't even break character. I mean, it's, it, it, it's like this big 10 inch or floppy silicone one. I mean, she's like, you know, rummaging through the drawer, grabs a butcher, you know, run, 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 pulls that thing out, and just like looks at it and tosses it over her shoulder and pulls out the butcher knife and then runs out of the kitchen. <laughs> so, yeah, you can tell they had fun making it too. I mean, when you got stuff like that and the, and the gag reels, it's always good. You guys had me at blooper reel, so I'm in. Yeah. I, will, I freely admit that it did catch me off guard. It's one of those I'm like, you know, it sounds fun. Sounds kind of corny. Oh, let's check it out. And then after Joe recommended it, I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll definitely watch it. And then I watched it. I'm like, this is it's good. It was just great fun. It didn't try to See, be more than it was. Exactly. Yeah. So I share my Netflix account with my dad. So I'm always seeing like horrible things that he watches. <laughs> and he watched this one like months ago and it first hit Netflix. I'm like, oh God, another horrible, crappy movie that he watched. <laughs> and then I just, on a whim, when we picked this topic, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to check it out. And I watched it and I'm pissed all the time. I'm like, why didn't he tell me to watch this? Damn it. <laughs> Yeah, I've had that one on my uh, queue for a while to watch. And then, again, once this topic come, came up, I'm like, well, I guess this must be the time to watch it. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Yes, our, our research efforts have definitely been a great thing for clearing out stuff that's been sitting in my queue for a couple of years. <laughs> Literally. Because, uh, yeah, last night I finally watched Shockma for the first time. <laughs> I watched that this morning. <laughs> I like, I actually like the premise. I mean, uh, for anyone who's not seen or heard of Shockma, how could you not hear about it? Is the, the kind of the way I heard it from our, our buddy Rick Cross, because one of his favorites. But, uh, you have medical students for, that, uh, are playing, it's set, it's in the 80s. It's, uh, the setting is they have, like, a LARPing way of doing, uh, uh, like a D&D thing. That they're, uh, they're, the doctor, their head instructor runs the game and, uh, they end up using the build, the, one of the teaching buildings that also houses the research animals and things. And at the very beginning of the movie, you have Roddy McDowell uh, as the doctor uh, injecting this chemical into this baboon, Shakma's brain, that is supposed to make them docile. But it can be the opposite effect on some people. So they make a hyper-enraged baboon. <laughs> and, yeah, it's locked in the building with everybody else. <laughs> so, I was surprised, though, it didn't... It was, not the greatest of budget, uh, for whatever they did, cause, but, I mean, everyone seemed to die, except for the one dude. Um, everybody else kind of died in the same way. <laughs> and you find bodies with blood-soaked shirts. Yeah, like a little bit of makeup on their face where the baboon went crazy on them. Yeah, they were torn out. I actually felt bad for the baboon, though. It spent the entire movie just slamming itself into doors, yes. trying to get the people. I want to figure out how they did that. I mean, how they trained it up like that. But uh, you... I, I did some research, uh-huh. and allegedly they put a female baboon on the other side uh-huh. of the door who was in heat. Yeah, I figured. And I didn't pay that close something. of attention to it. But if you pause it in the right place, apparently you can tell that as the <laughs> poor baboon is slamming itself into that door, there definitely is a female baboon in heat on the other side. So he's, pack, he's packing his own battering around, what are you saying? Pretty much, pretty <laughs> much. Uh, well, but even casting-wise... He uh, brought his boomstick, let's see. <laughs> <laughs> casting-wise, you've got uh, Amanda Weiss, uh, who really, I mean, uh, most known for being Tina in the first Nightmare on Elm Street. Uh, you got, uh, oh, what the hell? <laughs> See, this is why I posted that brain fart thing earlier this week on the podcast page, because, yeah, I'm spacing on names. Uh, you talking about the uh, blonde kid? Yeah. Uh, uh, Christopher Atkins? Is that it? Yes. Christopher Atkins. He was... Where do I know him from? Like the Pirates of Penzance or some crazy yes. shit like that. <laughs> I'm glad Blue somebody. Uh, well, yeah, Blue Lagoon. But I'm glad someone else had the pirate movie pull. <laughs> <laughs> See, I grew up with uh, my my aunt Charlene that I've mentioned before. That was my my buddy for watching horror movies in the theater and stuff growing up. That uh, she did lots of musical theater over decades, and uh, the regional. Uh, the Okanagan Valley uh, Musical Chorus or whatever they call themselves that uh, their annual production for years 
was a different Gilbert and Sullivan play. <laughs> so, I mean, I've seen the Mikado, uh, the Gondoliers, uh, uh, Iolanthe, uh, uh, HMS Pinafore, uh, Pirates Penzance, if I didn't already say that. I mean, so, yeah, <laughs> I, I grew up on some of that stuff. <laughs> uh, yeah, Blue Lagoon, that was his big one. But yeah, I, I didn't know Roddy McDowell was in it until I watched it last night. <laughs> and the, the girl the, the, that played the princess that had to be rescued in the top of the building, for the brief second I thought that was Candace Cameron. <laughs> Looked kind of like really did. Yeah. Because look at her older now. She doesn't look like that anymore. I think she had some work done. <clears throat> uh, yeah, haven't we all? <laughs> <laughs> Not me. I'm all natural, baby. <laughs> so am uh, I, unfortunately. <laughs> did, I, did I mention that before on one of the shows? Um, talking about All Natural. Um, if you can watch uh, Not Another Teen Movie. Uh, I love that movie. Uh, have you ever watched it with the commentary track with the cast? I don't think so. I actually oh. saw that on Christmas Eve when I was pregnant with my oldest daughter. <laughs> so I was in a I was in a foul fucking mood, and one of my friends said, "You know what? <laughs> we're going to the movies, <laughs> and we're going to see this, and you're just going to have to deal with it." I was like, Fine. I end up laughing like probably a little too much, but it just uh-huh. struck me as so funny. Oh, watch it's the. It's already uh... been rotten. <laughs> But watch with the uh, commentary track. You got Chris Evans, uh, Jamie Priestley, uh, and uh, the actress who played the the lead girl, the the tomboy with the glasses and the ponytail, and uh, one of the other actors. But it's so funny that to to hear Captain America <laughs> and ja- and Jamie Priestley, pretty much anytime uh, a set of boobs comes on the screen, they're like, "Oh, those aren't real." Saying she has a good pair. Those are very nice ones, and she was a nice girl too. the commentary track for that is hilarious (laughs) well speaking of hilarious yes I thought you were going to go with speaking of natural titties but alright I'm disappointed Bridget Fonda (laughs) is in this so I mean there we go Um, but I ended up watching Lake Placid today which I haven't watched in several years and which still delighted me to no end and Betty White is the fucking best thing in history, pretty much. (laughs) My wife loves that movie for Betty White. (laughs) That movie is so good. Yes. (laughs) You know, this is this is the point if I had a dick, I'd tell you to suck it. (laughs) Probably one of the best one liners in movie history. Uh actually my wife's favorite line is the officer fuck me. I like, you're all cocksuckers. I knew it first, but I just didn't want to say it. <laughs> so fucking cute. Where I'm just like, oh my god, I wish you were my foul mouth grandma. <sighs> oh, I killed him. <laughs> oh. But yeah, if anyone hasn't seen that movie, or if you just haven't seen it in a while, I... <laughs> I ended up, I thought I was just going to kind of have it on in the background, and I ended up pretty much entranced by it. It was so good. That was one of those ones that I didn't watch for a long time because I was like, oh, that's not going to be any good. And when I finally watched it, I was so pissed I didn't go to the theater to see it. I loved it in the the theater, loved it 
on DVD, and then I got it on the Blu-ray finally. But yeah, I was going to say, I just uh, the other bits I always loved was with the Oliver Platt and Brendan Gleeson's characters playing off each other. <laughs> you like were supposed was, to say go. go. You were supposed to say go. <laughs> Did they say go? <laughs> well, they conceal information like that in books. Yeah. <laughs> Do you feel better now? A little. Uh, I like. I also like that. I like that. Wear sorts of menace in his eyes. I. I don't think I should let him down. (laughs) I I like the. uh, I'm a civilian, not a trout. (laughs) You have no authority over me whatsoever. Uh, And I like the. I'm rooting rooting for the crocodile. I hope he swallows your friends whole. And I'll have to freely admit to just a little bit of a crush on uh, Meredith Salinger too. I mean, clear back from her movies in the 80s as well. She was always cute and playing the other deputy. That's why I was, I was, I was absolutely thrilled to see her show up on episodes of uh, Will Wheaton's Tabletop. Okay, I guess they live in the same neighborhood, and being child actors of the 80s, they've kind of been friends for years. <laughs> and she has a marvelous set of boobs. That too, and it's in the butt. She got a nice butt. The, those That ranger uniform accentuates it well with the high-waisted belt and shit. So, yeah, no, I, I, I really have not watched the movie that much. <laughs> no, oh, no, no, no. I seriously, I, I, I just, oh. It's, <laughs> just, it's such a good, like, when animals attack movie. It's just, oh, it's perfect. But what we'll have to stay off this point, too, though. Would anybody, or has anybody seen any of the sequels, and would anybody recommend any of them? I think I stumbled upon maybe a scene or two of one of the sequels, but it was like on sci-fi, heavily edited, and I fell asleep. Ah. <laughs> I so honestly didn't know they had as many until today. Yeah. Didn't Cloris Leachman like uh, replace Betty White in the sequels? Um, I don't know. Let's look to the internet. Dun dun dun. Lake Placid 2. Rated R, so that was a TV movie from 2007. <laughs> uh, let's see who we have here. Uh, oh, hey, John Schneider. <laughs> One of the Duke boys is in it. Oh, good. Yeah, Clarissa. Nothing says Schneider. quality like Odoo. I can always, I can always, I freely admit I can remember if it's Bo or Luke, so I said one of the Duke boys would save my butt. Uh, yeah, Claire Sleachman. Uh, so, um, along the lines of crocodile alligator movies, um, I watched, uh, Darkwater Friday night. It was our family viewing movie. Um, Australian film inspired by true events. And it actually, I really enjoyed it. It was a good pacing and tone. And, uh, at least through the a good chunk of it, they minimalized the soundtrack. So you just had that, that creepy sense of, uh, well, the premise, you have people, uh, vacationers who go off on the random route in Northern Australia and go for a fishing tour. Uh, and the little boat they're in gets capsized in the mangroves by a very large crocodile. And, uh, of course, their guide's taken out, and they're miles and miles from land, uh, 
up this river in the estuaries. So nobody knows they're there because it was only the, the one guide who was there. No one know they went and took the trip. So they're essentially stranded out there. And with the silence of the soundtrack from times, you could hear like, you know, the, the water lapping up against a tree or the, the bubbles from the, the croc breathing under, you know, exhaling underwater and things like that, that it may, it helped build the tension. But, uh, minimal effects, really. There's good CGI for when it was there. And, uh, there's a brilliant scene that's during the, uh, the night. The, I mean, they, the screen's pitch black, but you have a lightning storm going on. So you have these random flashes of the, of a couple of the women in the tree. And, uh, you see the crocs eyes reflect in the water. You can see it swimming with the brief flashes and other stuff. So it was good creepy. <laughs> so I can recommend that one. I had our friend Graham Doyle to recommend it. He liked, uh, Rogue that came out at the same year. Uh, another Killer Croc movie from Australia. He recommended that over Dark Water. And I'm trying to remember one of them is actually done by the director who did Wolf Creek. That's, that was their follow up movie after Wolf Creek. I think it might be Rogue. I'm thinking so, it is. Yeah. But what other movies anybody else want to talk about? There's so many out there. <laughs> well, I kind of went the route since well, we didn't have a whole lot of time of ones I've not seen before. And yeah, one of the here. ones that I've never seen, and this is probably going to shock at least a couple of you, I had never watched Grizzly before. Really? I still haven't. I actually haven't seen Grizzly. You know Me what? Neither. It was, it's really damn good. It holds up. I mean, it is a little dated. A lot dated at this point, but it, it holds up. Like it, you know, everyone says it's just a Jaws ripoff, but I don't think it's just a Jaws ripoff. Who's Jaws? Miss um, <laughs> Jaws, Jesus Christ. Um, it, but there is a tie-in though. The the lady that gets killed at the beginning of Jaws is actually in Grizzly and is one of the first people to get killed by the grizzly bear. <laughs> Bitch has bad luck with that. animals. Oh. But no, I will. I'll highly recommend that one. Even it's you know being so old. Um, and I found out that there was a sequel at one point that they never finished, but there is a work print of it on YouTube if you look it up. And originally it had been called Predator the Concert because there's like this giant outdoor concert festival that they're putting on, and the grizzly just basically goes and like sees buffet and just munches everything. But they changed it to Grizzly 2, the Predator, and the only real distinction the thing has is that a very young George Clooney, Charlie Sheen, and Laura Dern are like the three teens that get mauled in the very beginning of it. (laughs) I can distinctly remember when I was a kid, one, it was either Thanksgiving dinner or like Easter dinner, like it was a big Sunday dinner type spread you know what i mean but i remember us all sitting around watching grizzly and night of the grizzly (laughs) while we're eating our (laughs) our family dinner you know like that was how my house rolled it was obviously we do a double feature of those and i think i was probably i mean i was under 10 at the time i'm pretty sure yeah, I don't know how this one passed by me. I mean, I knew of it, and like, of course, everyone talks about it being this great horror cult sort of movie. But I, I finally watched it last night. 
I heard noises like somebody dropped up. Oh, we lost Dawn. Oh, boy. Darn it. I knew she'd been quiet for a little bit. <laughs> so I guess we can hold on. Trying to find a list I looked at the other day that was like, uh, she's still trying to come back. Um, yeah, there's a bunch of '70s movies that were a lot of the animal attacking in some form in different ways. There's one is an Australian. That's what it was. Long Weekend. It was an Australian movie I'd never even heard of. But it's one of those where it's like every animal in nature is attacking this couple in the outback. <laughs> well, I actually ended up going into the Wayback Machine and watched The Birds today, oh, which so is good. one of my absolute favorites. It just is so fucking good. Just even though Melanie is totally a stalker, it's cool because she's cute. So she can be. She's cute and rich. <laughs> But, yeah, it's like there were just a couple of moments that always kind of strike me, like when um, when the mother ends up finding the farmer dead in his room with his eyes packed out, and there's just no music. There's nothing. It's just silent as it does the kind of three-part where it gets closer and closer and closer to his bloody scratched-up face. Like, it just blows me away every time. It's just genius. I have to confess, I have never actually watched the entire movie of the birds. Oh my god, Christopher. I know. We all have our blind spots. <laughs> As we talk about the guy who got his eyes pecked out. But um Uh well I'm just gonna go ahead and say that I recommend it highly. <laughs> it's one of those things it's hard you can't uh there's not that many places to stream Hitchcock without paying for it. So I think that's one of the reasons of if more of it was up on Netflix or Amazon Prime, yeah, I'd probably I'd probably binge a, a bit of the classics. But it's that's one of the cost prohibitive at times. Dawn says that she caught you guys' curse. She says, damn it. <laughs> so I think she's trying to work it out, but and Joe says the call dropped him too. Aw oh, man. <laughs> Okay, brief interlude here, folks. <laughs> we try to... It still shows that Joe's here, but Joe says he's not here. Joe's uh, not here, man. I keep hearing popping noises. Okay, well... I guess we might just have to close out the call for a moment. <laughs> it always screws up my head. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Whoa. If you don't find some sort of intermission music to play on this part, I think it'll be a wasted opportunity. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Delicious things to eat. The popcorn can't be beat. 
The sparkling drinks are just dandy. The chocolate bars and the candy. So let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Hey, folks, we're a horror show, and apparently we have a virtual ghost in the machine. <laughs> um, you sure it wasn't Gremlins? It could have been. Or it could have been, uh, hey, it could have been uh, Horace Pinker. <laughs> that would be a shocker. But hey, we're not talking about ghosts. We're not talking about serial killers. We're talking about when animals attack. Just so, waiting for the dogs to start barking again. I know, they missed their cue. <laughs> I don't even have any of the cats you. in here today. So, <laughs> anyway, um, we had started talking about uh, the birds, the Hitchcock classic that uh, I admitted I have not seen all the way. Who do you, sir? That's going to need to be rectified. I all right, we didn't have a computer glitch. The, the, it, you got cut off because it, the Skype connection died of shock that you've not seen the birds all the way through. <sighs> exactly. Yeah. Pissed off whichever NSA agents managing our account. They were like, "Fuck this guy." I'm not listening have... anymore. Neither are they. Click. You sir have no credibility with me anymore, and no one should <laughs> listen to your show. Is Click. In the toilet now. Blocked. Yeah, I've been listening birds... to this entire thing nonsense, and this motherfucker says he's never. That's it. Press the button, Clark, and he's gone. It's one of those things, because it is such an iconic show that, yes, I I admit I've seen enough clips to probably make up half of the movie, but I've never actually sat and watched it from start to finish. I tried to once. I remember I did try to once, and something something derailed that attempt. You have to watch it from beak to tail. Everyone knows. (laughs) (laughs) But it is absolutely 100% well worth the watch. It is. I probably watch it at least once a year, and it's one of the earliest horror movies I remember ever seeing. And it's just, it's not only amazingly well made, but it's just, there are definitely moments of like, whoa, what the fuck? I mean, I put that up there with Jaws, like 1A, 1B of, you know, when animals attack movies. Yeah, how it's done right. So to kind of go the other end of that spectrum, and I admit this is another one I've never seen, but I don't know if I want to see it or not. But it, it pops up on so many lists that, you know, when we're trying to find lists of what we have seen or what, you know, fit into our topic for the show. But it that is Birdemic. Yeah, I've not watched that one either. Never either. heard of it. I've, it's uh, the, the review that's usually seen for it. It's The Room for Horror Movies. And I've never seen The Room either. I've just always heard how terrible the movie it is, even though the guy thinks he's making the, the total work of art film. So, so it's awful, pretentious horseshit for horror movie fans? Is that what you're sounds saying? Sounds like it. It sounds like it. With a guy who's still totally delusional that his movie is that bad. And uh, I saw I saw a clip somewhere that the uh, director showed up at, uh, I can't remember which film festival it was, that uh, he was not, or uh, he was denied. Uh, they didn't accept his film for the festival, but he still showed up trying to advertise his movie and had the name of it painted on the side of his car. 
Except he left the D out of Birdemic. <laughs> so. Fire Mike? So they were, I mean, yeah, I know. Very Mac. <laughs> it's, it's one of those things of, you know, you can have, you can have terrible movies that are awesome because they're so terrible. I mean, like we discussed in the previous episode, talking about making of films when you got best worst movie with Troll 2. I, I just don't know if, again, it, we get so selective in the time we have to watch different films. I don't know if I would settle in to watch <laughs> a movie like Birdemic. Tell us, folks. Comment on the, the website, or I mean, our Facebook page. You know, that you can post there. It is just like any other Facebook page. Uh, tell us if you've seen it and what your thoughts are of it, if you've seen Birdemic. But We're there's waiting. even a sequel. Birdemic to the yes. resurrection. <laughs> dun, dun. And that one has that one has eagles and vultures in it. No, um, yeah, because it's like exploding eagles or something in the movie <laughs> that you can clearly see her on strings and stuff like that. <laughs> so I don't know. Um, I will say uh, f- on Friday night the toss up because I left uh, the choice to my my daughter of which horror film to watch that fit in the topic, and I gave her the choice of either Shockma, uh, Dark Water, that we settled on, or, because it's up on Netflix, and it's been a far too long since I've seen it, I still might watch this weekend, Cujo. I watched that this Stop afternoon. Cujo. <laughs> you got a lot more free time than I have this weekend, Joe. <laughs> I, I, I live alone, man. I, you know. <laughs> That's true. It's me and the dog, and she doesn't really care. To, although she did get pissed watching. I watched Cujo, and every time he would go on a like a tear and start growling and snarling and barking, she would pace in front of the television until he stopped, and she'd lay down again. She she is apparently not a fan of Cujo. See, I, I just have to say, uh, this brings me back to earlier in the week. Um, you, you had your own literal scare, didn't you, Joe? And your dog seemed to not freak out. <laughs> Oh, Your dog no, no, was scared to death of thunder. She she actually wasn't with me. I, I went out for a oh. jog. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to get in shape and shit, but I, I go out at 4.30 in the morning. I leave my apartment and I go for a jog. And I've got a neighborhood behind me where I usually walk her or I'll walk myself or, or jog through. And there's a park in the middle of it. There's only one light in the park, and it's in the middle. Everything else, all the perimeter where the jogging track is, pitch black. So I come into the park from one way. I'm, you know, in my zone, have music playing, so I've got my earbuds in. I can't hear shit. I get to this big tree, and all of a sudden, something white steps out right in front of me. And it scared the living hell out of me. And it turned out some guy wearing, like, a white T-shirt had taken his dog to the park, and I guess they were just perfectly behind a tree to where I didn't see them until I got right up on them. The dog... I didn't even kind of notice the dog at first. I just saw a white shirt. I kind of did a little jump hop and was like, oh, no, I was just running and moved. (laughs) And then I look over and I see the guy with his hand like around his groin area. I'm like, oh, no, not tell me he's not. And then I realized he was holding a leash and there was a dog at his feet. (laughs) I nearly stroked out. I mean, it really was like I took a footfall right at the tree, and the next thing I know, like a shockingly white something streaks across right by me. I'm like, "Oh shit!" 
probably bad phrasing to say stroked out after you thought he had his hand on his dick. <laughs> it really is. Like, it, it, you know, I only had a couple seconds to process all of this. It was like, white shirt, shit, oh, it's a person. What's he hold? Dog, okay. <laughs> he was pissing and so was I. <laughs> <laughs> Nearly, man. Uh, uh, I know we started to say, too, that the 70s seem to be quite the plethora <laughs> or cornucopia or zoo. Hey, there we go. Menagerie. Menagerie. There's a good word. Nah. <laughs> of uh, animal attacking horror movies. And uh, I'm pulling up different ones because there's like uh, uh, The Day of the Animals with Leslie Nielsen. <laughs> Of the radiation. Don't frogs and, now. Oh yeah, there's frogs. There's Night of the Lepus. There's a uh, Long Weekend that I mentioned. I don't know if that one's somewhere in the part where the Skype started to die on us. That uh, that's a random one out of Australia. And I found this like a whole outback goes on in the attack against this couple. I just remember seeing. Uh, oh God, what? Why did we decide to? I think it was when we were putting our. Uh, viewing for October together, and I'm like, well, let's watch something we've never, you know, at least together, never watched. And we decided on Frogs for whatever God knows reason. And I'm sitting there watching, I'm going, I know this guy from somewhere. Where do I know him from? Where do I know him from? And then the meme that <laughs> pops in my head is, you're a special kind of stupid, aren't you? And I'm like, hey, yeah, it's Sam Elliott. <laughs> oh, Sam man. Elliott was a handsome man. God, I love Sam. Back then, too. I was going to say with the uh, Day of the Animals, uh, sometimes you get some of the greatest movie reviews off the Letterboxd and uh, someone review of it. Uh, the real selling point here is seeing Leslie Nielsen lose his mind in the wilderness in a Lord of the Flies kind of way and then fist fight a grizzly bear in the pouring rain with his shirt off. That scene alone makes us a Hall of Famer. <laughs> I'm going to have to look that one up now. To the YouTube. <laughs> Oh, there's clips and trailers for it on YouTube. Um, well, if, I know on a whole, we can we can obviously still do a whole episode on Jaws as well, but there's there's all the shark attack movies, too. I mean, you got uh, Open Water, uh, Deep Rising. Soul Surfer? Yeah. Well, it's not quite a horror movie, but it's a horrific mm. event. Uh, what else? Is, uh, what's the other one I'm thinking of? All those, like, Mega Shark versus every other whatever. Yeah. Sharknado! Shark Week. Yeah. Um, Deep Blue Sea. <laughs> oh, God, I love that movie. That movie's such a classic. Uh, just the whole... Uh, see, even... Uh, there's an episode of Black Dynamite <laughs> that was doing a parody. It was Black Jaws. And it was a uh, great white shark that was only eating black people. Um, go run with me on this, folks. Black Dynamite's total parody of the black exploitation films. If you don't know the, the movie, there's a cartoon of it on Cartoon Network. Both seasons are up on Hulu. Uh, but Samuel L. Jackson does the voice of essentially the Quinn character. <laughs> nice. And there's a bit, I mean, with just that homage to Quinn, but then there's a bit that he's out on the boat and he's like, y'all got to pull your shit together. We are going to take down the shark. We are not going to die. We are getting out of here. And the shark jumps up and eats you. <laughs> I'm like, oh shit, Lucy. 
<laughs> Perfection. Uh, Let's see, there's also Ghost Shark, where the ghost of the Great White <laughs> comes back. And then apparently at some point this year, we also have Zombie Shark coming up. Oh, my God. I almost watched Sharktopus the other yeah. night. I was going to watch that. Damn you, Sharktopus. There's also Piranha. I know yes. it's not shark related, but I remember seeing that one when I was a kid, and it was like. Whoa. That's the vibe that uh, the the going back to Zombievers. That was kind of the vibe I got from Zombievers was the Piranha remake. Yep. Yeah, it had that Perfect. that 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 feel to it. Which at this time, I want to reflect upon the career of one Jerry Conley. <laughs> All the way, he was back in my youth that I remember watching Stand By Me, that my brother wanted to see it, my mom took us, and I thoroughly enjoyed the movie, and I could identify with the fat kid, because I was the fat kid. And I could, I just was totally stunned to see him later on sliders, slimmed up, the guy's looking good. Then he snags Rebecca Romaine from John Stamos. And then... (laughs) <laughs> he has the brilliant role of uh, parodying uh, the guy who did all the Girls Gone Wild videos. Uh, I can't remember the dude's name, and I don't want to say it to advertise the, the prick. But <laughs> literally has his prick bitten off and spit out at the screen in 3D on the pranas. How's that for a cycle? Well, and then I, Chris I just... said, hey, that could be me, and now has a restraining <laughs> order from Rebecca Romaine. <laughs> I was just thinking when I saw the Piranha remake. She does have a certain mystique to her. And when the uh, Piranha... Uh... (laughs) You know, what the hell, man? See, I'll even be nice in editing. I won't take out that pause. (laughs) Like, shit, that joke felt like a dead fish. And then finally, (laughs) aww. We all took a moment to face palm real quick before we responded. <laughs> Actually, I was trying to get something the volume, out, but... Okay, say oh, it now. Go God. ahead. Go ahead. No, I kept trying to get out, and you kept spitting it out. Pardon the pun, spitting it out. And then, <laughs> boom, with a mistake reference. I'm like, Jesus Christ, you know what? I'm just going to sit back and let the let the pun just settle in. <laughs> and sure enough, there's that rotten egg smell. Oh, man. So Chris smells is what we got out of this. But Piranha is still pretty cool. I was just going to say that, I mean, if people pick the right moment there, if you turn up the volume just right on the headset, you might hear everyone's palms hitting their faces. So, (laughs) Matter of fact, you should edit that in. (laughs) Make sure it's the one from Naked Gun 33 and a third. Yeah. Epic smack, smack, smack. <laughs> uh, a pun too far. Oh well. He dared to dream, and he went for it. I owned it. Uh. So hey, uh, what other movies we got out there to talk about? <laughs> I've got one I can also highly recommend, along with Zombievers. And that is Big Ass Spider. Another one that I never bothered to watch. Holy shit. 
I had so much fun watching that. Uh, the lead is Greg Gumberg from Alias and like briefly from Heroes. Lost and, and Heroes. And he he to me he channeled like the best of Bruce Campbell being just kind of like a, a badass through that entire thing. I had so much fun watching that earlier today. So now I know uh, spider movies. There, that's a whole other genre of the the nature attacking. Because I mean, clear. To, uh, I remember watching Kingdom of the Spiders in Tarantula uh, with Lee Majors. <sighs> but... <laughs> that growl was just... It, it, oh, we have to start... I, 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 I know this is going completely stretched from what we're talking about, but does anyone ever seen the Stan Freeberg... Um, it was a video made off the Stan Freeberg Banana Boat song. Uh, Lost y'all, didn't I? No, I know. I know Stan Freeberg. I know the Banana Boat song, but no, I have not seen the video. Okay, there's there's a moment in the song where he's you know singing about the highly deadly black tarantula. The bongo player's like, no, hey man, no, whoa, no, no, I I don't dig spiders, man. I just don't like the spiders. <laughs> don't sing about the spiders, or I'll take my bongos and go home, man. That's me with this kind of this subject right here. I'm like, <laughs> I am a big arachnophobe, and I'm just like, yeah, what, I'm going to just take my microphone, and just like hit mute and like go play some like poker, man. You're talking about the spiders. I just don't want to talk about the spiders, man. But go ahead. So arachnophobia. <laughs> <laughs> Classic. I just. I and the remember. only reason why I saw that one is because Amanda. God damn her. So I, remember, I remember watching that in the theater with. This is one of the last times I think I actually went to theater with my sister, who is one of those who gets creeped out by spiders and everything. And so there's at least twice during that movie that I freely admit to reaching over with my fingertips and doing a little tickle on the back of her hand and watching her slap and jump. <laughs> no, see, and, I would have just broke your neck. You oh, know no, what no, it no. always No, no, no. You know what it no, always my sister's devious. Oh, <laughs> she waited. She waited until the climax, the tension is building up in the movie to where I'm totally involved in the movie. And then I feel this tickling on the back of my hand and I freaked. <laughs> what I always think of is So, remember when you were in arachnophobia? Yep. That was <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Oh, God, I miss Chris Farley. Yeah. Me too. Well, have any of you ever been to Orlando and done the Shrek 4D experience thing? Nope. Nope. Okay. Nope. It, it, Don, don't ever do it because there is a part <laughs> where Shrek and Donkey are going through the forest and all these spiders drop down on them. And then they run at the screen and they've got little like air blast in the seats. So they blow like at the back of your legs. And I forget about it every single time until it happens, and it catches me every damn time because it does feel like shit's running like right between your legs and like up your legs is the creepiest feeling ever. Oh yeah. God, yeah. I, th- I think if that were the case, I would be like, you know what, Amanda, this is your ride. I'll be out here eating like hot candy <laughs> or an elephant ear. You just have fun, sweetheart. I'll be right here. <laughs> so, uh. I'm scrolling. I found someone did the wonderful thing. Once again, once again, I'm endorsing another website, but um, Letterboxd, highly recommend it, folks. There, there's you have it's a great collective of cinephiles that do the work for you. 
um, for example, that I'm looking at a list right now of 310 films that fall under uh, animal nature attacks. <laughs> so, and they've oh yeah, it's a great collection, which made me think. Um, and it's been far too long since I watched it, and I heard there's a better cut by Del Toro himself that wasn't the Studio Butcher. But I haven't watched Mimic in a very long time. I didn't no, really. I didn't really dig it the first time, but I've, I oh, love really? Mimic. Yeah, uh, I'm right there with Jenny. I, from mm. the first time I saw it, that was one of my favorite, like kind of cult classic things. Yeah, for me, it was, it was one of those. I, I admit, again, I watched it when it first came out. Watched it in the theater, and I'm kind of like, eh. I mean, for it me, didn't. It didn't really do I, much for me. I think for me, it was the fact that it was kind of a combination of like dark movies like Seven with, like, creature features, and it was just mm-hmm. this cool combination of them, and, oh, mm. loved it. So. Well, Plus, I know I what I want South, I... we actually have them that big here. <laughs> <laughs> I know when I, I originally read the book that the movie was based off of, so mm-hmm. I kind of went in with a little bit of an expecta- expectation, but they did deviate a bit from the book, but it was still pretty good. Mm. It didn't really ruin anything for you if you read the book first. Yeah. Actually, yeah. I know it's based off a book. I'll have to track that down. Hmm. Yeah, I'll have to venture back and check that out sometime then. Holy shit, there's a whole page of nothing but shark movies. <laughs> <laughs> Most of them I've never heard of. Snow Shark. That's a stretch. Sand Shark. Uh, oh, it's super you got to have Sand Shark. Psycho Shark. No, Land Shark, though. Hmm? The land shark. Candy Graham. It's my heart, my Sorry. <laughs> oh no, I'm a dolphin. <laughs> Frankenfish. Anyone seen that one? <laughs> That's another one I was no. <laughs> Oh, Barracuda. I forgot Barracuda came out around the same time as Piranha. I actually watched that this weekend because it was another I'd never seen. Have you guys watched that one before? Nope. Okay. It, I, I never watched it because I always thought it was going to be a Jaws ripoff. That couldn't be farther from the truth in one regard and more accurate in another. I actually think after watching it, they never had any intention of having Barracudas in the movie. But when Jaws hit, they just added it. Because the movie's really about, like, this chemical that basically turns people into, like, rage monsters in a way. It, it gives them hypoglycemia. It makes them really, really angry. And this guy runs some chemical factory, and he's putting it in the water supply. And it leaches out into the water, and the fish catch it. So the barracuda become angry and hungry. There's maybe five minutes worth of Barracuda attacks, and the rest of it's about this guy trying to uncover what's going on with all the people in the town. Mm. And it turns into, like, this big conspiracy thing where it's the local government and, like, the government government trying to, I guess, turn people into weapons or some crazy shit with, like, the rage, whatever. But I really do. I think they had this script. They looked at it and, like, hey, we need a, a hook. Well, Jaws was popular. Let's do Barracuda. That sounds good. They have sharp teeth and attack things. 
Barracudas are scary. It's the cheesiest scenes ever. You can actually, in a couple of them, you can actually see the person's hand on the fish moving it through the water at the people. Excellent. <laughs> but it's just, it's so horrible. I mean, it's not even like a, a fun, bad movie to watch. It was just god awful. Uh, the other one I almost watched the other night uh, was another flashback to my youth and another alligator croc movie. Alligator. I yep. was just going to say, I remember watching that on VHS at my aunt's house and I just being fucking fascinated because nobody sells fucking alligators up here. I'm in fucking New Hampshire. Where the I, remember, like, no. <laughs> I remember catching it as an ABC Sunday night movie. <laughs> you know, so heavily edited, but it's still just the whole concept of big giant crocodiles down in the the sewers, but I knew we had no sewers. We lived in the country with the septic, so I'm not going to get bit in the ass by one. <laughs> but that was that was still a pretty good movie. I mean, dump, uh, I the like thing that always creeped me out is dumping dumping the dogs in the sewer. Ew. <laughs> but and then the uh, yeah, when it attacks the wedding, that's that's just nice. That's one of my favorite scenes. Yes, oh, I love that scene so much. Slamming the guy up against the limousine. Get us out of here. Get us out of here. That's another one that played on cable almost like on a loop like Swamp Thing when I was younger and Beastmaster. (laughs) I think those three movies I saw as a kid more than almost any other just because they were on all the time. I fucking loved Beastmaster when I was a kid. Uh, Yeah, I remember Beastmaster. If Beastmaster had been around for any of these other movies, things would have gone way differently. <laughs> exactly. I know he showed he showed up, or at least the same actor he showed up on uh, the on Arrow. He's a dick, so bad man. <laughs> uh, what have we got from other? Let's go from infinity infinity. Let's try that again. Second verse, same as the first. Uh, We've gone from amphibians. Let's go to reptilians. How about anaconda? Such a fun watch. Just that to see John Voigt really... spit out of a giant snake. It's just so weird and stupid, but it's so awesome. I, God, I, I hated that movie. It was it was one of those I ridiculed as I'm watching it in the theater. I'm like, really? This is just, when you have a bit where the, the rapid coiling of the python or the anaconda... Uh, camera that's when it, when it gets John Boyd or not there for a split second there's like a four foot chunk of the python that has not been rendered in the C- CGI <laughs> I'm like I'm already not really digging the movie I'm just like okay yeah sure and then when that happened I'm just like you're fucking kidding me <laughs> really <laughs> okay <laughs> yeah that's one of the ones that you just need to get like a bunch of beer a bunch of friends together order some pizza and just watch and have a fun time watching but if you get a bunch of friends, you can get a bunch of friends, and you can have them on a motherfucking plane. With some motherfucking snakes. <laughs> I am getting so tired of these motherfucking snakes on this motherfucking plane. What, what's the immortal uh, TV edit they did for that? Where they took out the motherfucker, what they say? Uh, Gosh darn it. No, I'm trying to remember. to look it up here. Uh, somebody say something. <laughs> Something. something. <laughs> and the funny part is, just say something. Dogs start barking. 
God, they're always trying to be part of the show. Shut up, dogs! Well, if there's going to be one they really belong in, it is this one. Mm, True. But they never have the right thing to say. It's like listening to Siskel and Ebert. Ah, here we go. Ridiculous lines edited by TV censors. Yes, I've had it with these monkey-fighting snakes on this Monday to Friday plane. I have, too. Oh, that's great. Monkey-fighting snakes are, like, the worst snakes of all. And on my Monday through Friday plane? Hello. Monkey-fighting snakes? Really? Oh, hold on a second. We got to back up. Why? I just ran across something I had no idea existed. Uh-oh. There is a Lake Placid versus Anaconda movie that oh, yes. came out this year. Yes. What? Oh, Lord. Yep. Holy shit. Okay, I'm going to have to track it down. It was on Sci-Fi like in April, late April. I believe <laughs> you mean DVD Siffy. on August the 4th. Siffy. Yeah, Siffy. Siffy channel. Uh, I will have to check that out. And Robert Englund's in it. Yes, okay. Yep. So and, of course, the Siffy, cha- uh, Siffy channel that's offered on Roku doesn't really show the movies. Yeah. Sucks. I know. I hate that one. Oh, hey, uh, there's another side note, because right? this one popped into my brain as one to watch. It's not quite horror, but it's a definite good thriller, is The Ghost in the Darkness. Mm-hmm. That's one of my husband's favorite movies. We've yeah. watched that a bunch of times. Because oh, I've got uh, one of my friends at work that uh, Kayleen's mom and her stepdad, that he's one of those guys who's contractor who makes lots and lots of money. So he gets to do very extravagant things at times. But um, they do, I know this is going to upset some people, and it's not thrown out there for judgment or anything, it's just for comment, that uh, they do some of the big game hunting, that uh, he has a fair amount of trophies throughout the house and things as well, um, including a a stuffed baboon that's dressed as a butler that has a candy dish. Um, But (laughs) there's other things around that house. I'm just, I'm not going to get into it because I know it's going to piss some people off. But above one of the fireplaces in the house is one of the original paintings that was done for the uh, Chicago museum where they had on display the, uh, the stuffed and mounted lions that were the ghost in the darkness that it was uh, one of the original paintings. That they've got that on display in their house. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Yeah. That movie's pretty awesome. If, if it, I'm sure there are tons of people who haven't seen it, but oh, yeah. it's it's pretty interesting. Oh, and the false bit. I mean, the, uh, shoot, it's one of those you want to talk about it, but it's going to spoil it for people who haven't seen it. Yeah, I would yeah, just I was... give it a ringing endorsement. Yeah. I was assistant manager at a theater when that came out, and I actually had a kid I had to give. I didn't have to, but I did just because it was so funny to me. I gave him a refund because he actually thought it was a movie about ghosts. Oh. Just based off the title. He's one of those people that you know, like, never looked at a poster. He just saw the title. It's like, ooh, I'm going to go in. He came out like that 30 minutes into it, and he's like, um, this, this is a, not about ghosts. I thought this was a horror movie. I'm like, uh, not exactly. <laughs> uh, uh, let's see. <laughs> Still scrolling. They got one that falls in line with that, though. Um, it's not really horror, but kind of horrific, more of a thriller. 
and that's the gray with Liam Neeson. Oh, yeah, I still need to see that one. Oh my god, I love that movie. I, I I had avoided it because I thought it was like you know one of those exploitation film type things with animals attacking people, and it is about animals attacking people, but it's so well done. Mm-hmm. And it's so and, psychological. Yes. Like it's not just like oh jump scare a fucking wolf is ripping your arm off. It's like a battle of wills almost between him mm-hmm. and the wolves. Oh, it's really cool. Mm-hmm. I was gonna, and for uh, comic relief, you could always recommend uh, Grizzly Man. Oh shit! Oh my god, that guy! Uh, I spent. I, I, sw- I swear it's to you, I, I'm. Yeah, I'm I, transfixed every time I watch that documentary. And the the thing that always gets me is this guy was straight. The thing <laughs> that always gets me is that no one like he had some serious fucking issues. And, you know, it kind of blew my mind because it seemed kind of equal parts of people who knew him saying, yeah, you know what? Not a big shock that he ended up going the way he did and have him going. We just, oh, we just never saw that coming. It's like you didn't really. He only slept amongst, you know, in the middle of their like hunting grounds. And, you know, it was a really bad year for them food wise. Yeah, really didn't see this one coming. Well, and I think, like, I read a bunch of interviews kind of around the same time that I watched the documentary, because I was like, whoa, I need to find out more about this shit. And uh, some people were genuinely, they seemed really genuinely, like, we just thought that, you know, he'd, <laughs> that he'd kind of made his way in their fucking pack. Or, it's like, really? Then you're as cracked as he was. And I'm not at all that he deserved what happened to him, but... Because that's pretty horrific, but dude. Uh, um, what's the other one? I had it in my brain and then it flew out of it. Uh, uh, yes, the, <laughs> I just had to lighten things up and think of shitty horror movies. I know I've talked about it before on our show, but Night of the Lepus. Oh, yes. A oh, classic. God. That was so bad a movie. <laughs> But, you know, you got DeForest Kelly and you got uh, Janet Lee in it. So that at least that kind of pulls you in. But uh, it's just laughable that the miniature sets and you got these rabbits that they slathered like some jam and froth on their face to make them look like they're eating the people. <laughs> With their wee pointed teeth. <laughs> that rabbit's dynamite. Uh, actually, one of the ones I wanted to watch the other night, and I couldn't find it any place to stream, which frustrates me greatly, was Razorback. I remember Razorback. I mean, that's just, that was a classic. I remember watching that three or four times on VHS, you know, back when you get your three-day rental and you just watch it over and over. But, yes, good Australian <laughs> horror. But essentially, it is Jaws in the Outback. It's the easiest way to describe it. <laughs> but you got a giant boar, the razorback boar, that's tearing up houses and flipping cars, and there's nowhere to hide. Well, I had similar frustrations with trying to find Graveyard Shift. Oh, yeah. 
I haven't watched that in so long. I wanted to watch. I wanted to watch that. I wanted to watch Willard, and I wanted to watch Ben, and I couldn't find any of them streaming this weekend. Neither one of the Willards. No, not wow. the seventy-one or the two thousand three. Oh. Now I've got Ben stuck in my head. Young Michael Jackson. <laughs> yeah, we're not very chatty today. I have to well, keep was, hitting oh. mute because the dogs are going <laughs> ape shit. Well, I was going to say one that uh, uh, definitely has carried over from my childhood is um, Empire of the Ants. Yes. With Joan Collins. I remember reading that. I remember seeing that movie. Another one it was like one of those weekend movies on TV. And then it was somewhere in, I think, high school. I can't remember which, which grade. But... Uh, one of the reading assignments was that that book, and I'm reading. And I'm like, wait a minute, I've never seen this. And wasn't this an episode of MacGyver? Because <laughs> there is a MacGyver episode. There's a total ripoff of Empire of the Ants. Perfect. Uh, we're talking ants. We have to talk about them as well. Of course. Oh yes. That was probably one of my first sci-fi horrors that I saw as a kid. And it had Santa Claus in it, too. <laughs> no okay. Miracle on 34th Street there. No, no, no. no. Um, yep. And they finally shut up, by the way. Other little bits that we haven't even t- touched on, really, because we've, we've gone aquatic, we've gone lands, we've gone a little bit of the jungle, but we have not gone into the primates. I mean, well, I did talk Shockma. I mean, that's about it. But, you know, we got Monkey Shines. I love Monkey Shines. Yep. That holds a near and dear place to my heart for only one reason. And it's it's not what you think. I watched that movie and I'm like, you know, this is all right and all, but, you know. But I learned a sexual position by watching that movie. Okay. Throwing poo at people is not a sexual position. <laughs> Depends on what your fetishes are. Exactly. Some people are into that, Jenny. I'm just saying, first and foremost, I I, I wouldn't walk around going, "Hey guys." Well, I, I was actually going for the you know showing my uh, my rear end to people and showing how nice and rosy cheek my ass is, you know, in, in order to attract a mate. But you want to go with throwing feces? We can do that. I'd really rather we didn't. Duh. Let's just All I gotta say is make duck. that clear before we hang out again. That that doesn't do it for me. I'm just gonna remember how to greet you the next time I see you. Hey, Jenny! <laughs> that better not be what I think is. Oh, chill out. It's Reese's Pieces. <laughs> this thing with sexual positions. That was one of the lines that had me laughing with song beavers when the neighbors were looking over there. I thought I heard something over there. I was just them college kids scissoring away to their rave music. <laughs> that was one of my favorite parts. I was crying laughing at that. Well, we, we can't talk primates and apes and everything without mentioning the, the great, horrible film Congo. Oh, God. The only reason I ever watched that was because it was written by Michael Crichton, or based off of a book at least that he had written, and Bruce Campbell was in it for all of five minutes. Yes. Oh, that that did throw me off. 
I was so pissed when he died. I'm like, well, that's the only reason that... Okay, I'll just watch the rest. <laughs> and I should have walked out when he died. That's in there with the top ten for, uh, you know, untimely, surprising as hell deaths in the movies. I mean, between that one and Samuel Jackson and Deep Blue Sea. <laughs> I haven't watched oh, that in so long. I forgot about this movie. What's that? I was just thinking of, you know, going back to Monkey Shines, and I remember um, when I was when I rented it, at the same time I rented Back to School when I rented that movie, and there was a preview before Back to School for, and I couldn't remember the title, it was about an orangutan butler, and then I, I just went to IMDb, and it's called Link, oh. with a young Elizabeth Shue, and oh, a Neil before Elizabeth Zod, Terrence Stapp. Hmm. Right now, I got Neil. Neil before Zod. and super intelligent orangutan. Does that make it a little bit of a rip on Murder in the Room? I've never heard of that. It was in '86. Yeah, it's one I've seen. I've seen the poster for, but yeah, another one I have not watched. But I don't think I've seen that in God a long time. Well, let's. Shoot, looking at the list here. It's one we've mentioned several times throughout our, our what is it, we're up to episode 23 or 24? Whatever. Really? Yeah. Crazy. I know. Look at us go. <laughs> Just chugging along. Um, that fits fully into this, and I wanted to watch as well, but I could not find a place to stream it. Damn you, internets. We try to be legal. We try not to bit torrent, or at least I don't. So the options get limited sometimes. But uh, Orca. I, I looked it for that as well. I've never seen it. Oh, I've got that. It used to be on ABC quite a bit, if I recall correctly. Yep. Yeah, yeah, I think that's where I first saw it. I remember catching bits of it and stuff, and uh, it keeps coming back into my mind, because every time I uh, am archiving my comics and I get into some of my older issues, that there's a whole stretch during that summer when that came out that uh, the back page of the con- the the back cover of the comics uh, have an ad for Orca. <laughs> so that's, that one's firmly... I, I just top. remember when I was watching that movie as a kid, just seeing the part where the uh, the female uh, killer whale's like hanging upside down and the baby falls out into the deck and they just hose it off the deck oh. like it's, you know. And there's Terrible. Daddy watching. I just remember being a child thinking... Rex Harris needs to die. Or whatever his name is. Was it Rex Harris or what was yep, his name? Rex um, Harrison. Yeah, he he need to die. He killed the baby whale. And he did. What other movies have we got here? Let's keep, keep looking at this list here. Well, oh, God, I couldn't even believe this was the title of a movie, but... That was it. That was the title. Oh, yeah. Oh, I was like... No, I wasn't about to kill anyone's boyfriend. No, it, I was... Uh, I, I'm becoming a big Bizarre D, uh, TV fan, but I just remember I was... <laughs> I popped it on. It was like... I'm like, this is the name of the movie? Really? <laughs> what What the hell, hell is this about? And Amanda just looks at me and goes, Snakes. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, could be spiders. Click. <laughs> yeah. 
And then we tried to find Squirm last night, couldn't find it. Has anyone seen the, uh, I've got it on my watch list just because, but has anyone actually seen the, the Piranha 3 double D? The sequel? <laughs> no. <laughs> I saw the Piranha 3D. I actually, I actually have that on Blu-ray, but I don't, I never did get around to watching the sequel. The, uh, double D? Yeah, with the uh, Bing Rames with the shotgun leg. <laughs> Yeah, I saw that, and I swear to you, this was last night because I was trying to look up movies for uh, my haphazard version of research, <laughs> and I saw Piranha Double D, and Amanda's like, what's that about? And then she sees the poster, and she goes, oh, never mind. <laughs> but I did find one thing that was kind of interesting, and I really wish I could have clicked on it, but um, there was a Piranha sequel that James Cameron did with uh, Lance Henriksen. Yes, the spawning. the spawning. I did not see that one. <laughs> I always remember the poster for that because you got the flying fish. <laughs> uh, Iceberg dead ahead. Here comes a piranha. <laughs> Takes it out. Yeah, J- James Cameron tried to remove that from his uh, resume. I don't know why. I mean, it's such a classic. <laughs> you really have to embrace your past, I think, if you're in any sort of creative uh, field. You just need to own it and just be like, you know what? I have to Especially film. I mean, most people have those shitty horror movies in their, you know, start. It's just how it is. Just own it. Oh, shit. That's... How how did I forget this one? Because I remember seeing this as a kid and it freaking me out. Tentacles. I remember watching that. The Killer Octopus. Because I always remember that the opening scenes, it's like at a beach. And if I'm remembering correctly, because it's from 77, that um, you've got like a shooting from across the street towards the beach. And between like cars passing or somewhere in the break, there were seen like a disturbance in the water. But all of a sudden, a baby is gone from the stroller. Yeah, like a a little baby. One minute there. And then, you know, cars, hustle, bustle, and then the next minute, not so much. Yep. Yeah, that was that was a creepy one as a kid. That was a good one. I liked that one. That, that kind of reminds me of the made-for-TV movie uh, based um, off of Peter Benchley's story. It, it was called The Beast. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. And I, I just could not help but think, boy, they really laid the he- promotion heavy on this one because it – they hadn't, I would not have watched this. Uh-oh. Did we lose Don or did we lose everybody? No, I'm, I'm still here. here. Okay. I'm they here. Cut, it had like a weird cut. I know. It's Internet is messing with us today. Apologies, folks, to the technical quality of today's show. I had a giant squid off killing somebody's boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> I am the Beastmaster. <laughs> one that we glossed over when we were talking like alligators and crocodiles that I can't believe I didn't bring up was uh, the follow-up to Texas Chancellor Massacre that Toby Hooper did, Eaten Alive. Oh, yes. God. Also with a young Robert England. Yep, yep. I yeah, I tried. So long. I tried watching that one. I just, it was, <laughs> it didn't age well. I didn't really enjoy it. <laughs> 
Another one that I liked at the time, and it definitely didn't age. It's kind of like, you remember the movie The Net with Sandra Bullock? Oh, yeah. It's kind of like that to reality of Internet now. That's kind of the equivalent of that animal movie to reality as it stands. But the movie Man's Best Friend with Ali Sheedy. Oh, yes. Where they and had the, Yes, where they had the genetically engineered warrior fucking army dog thing. And she's an animal rights activist. And she ends up taking in this dog who is very loyal and protective. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> Yeah, I go. Oh, I saw that one. That that and man's best friend and deadliest friend. I watched that so many times. But. Well, and it's kind of started my obsession with Rottweilers, which probably is weird, but that's okay. <laughs> no different than Saint Bernard starting my fascination with Saint Bernards. No Cujo, Saint Bernard. Da, 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 da. <laughs> Which is ironic, because that was going to be Juju's name. It would have fit. Kuju! Kuju! That would have been a nice name for the little bitch. <laughs> Are we not feeling it for the animal know. friends of horror today? I know, we kind of... Oh, yeah, we kind of... We've petered a little. It's... it's yeah, between the break, well, I think whatever momentum we had going got broken by the internet breaking us. It's hard to take a break Skype. in the middle of it. Uh, oh, here's one that we haven't even talked about that, again, uh, I don't know what it is with the Kiwis, but they make some great funny horror films. That's all I can say. Uh, pretty much anything. I don't, I'm trying to think of any other than the, uh, oh, God damn it. I'm forgetting the name of it again. <laughs> the Ugly. I think that's the only serious horror movie I've ever heard of coming out of New Zealand. But uh Black Sheep. Has oh, anybody yeah, seen I think that? Amanda I think Amanda saw that one. I haven't seen it. Oh god. It is funny. It is very funny. It takes its own twist, I mean, to the point of uh Look, Joe got dropped out again. <laughs> I think I'm back now. Okay, you are back. Yay! We're talking Yay. black sheep. Oh my god, yes, okay. <laughs> but when you got a were sheep that you hit it with mint sauce. And it's like <laughs> hitting it with wolf's bane or holy water. <laughs> <laughs> a mint so jelly to your forehead, you bastard creature! <laughs> yeah, I can, I can recommend that one. It's funny bits and... Speaking of bits, there's a bit with bits that I did not know was in there, and I got dirty looks from my wife because we're watching it with my daughter. So. Oh, I was supposed to give a shout out from Amanda uh, when we were talking about movies last night. She goes, and I'm looking at her going, well, I got the, here's my list of movies, and we pretty much touched on them all. She goes, what about the Beast of Yucca Flats? <laughs> I'm like. Uh, I didn't see that one. She was, I did. It was horrible, but it was wonderful. Recommend it. <laughs> yeah, that's that's one of those. It's uh, 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 MST3K treasure. <laughs> I think that'd be the only way I could watch is with uh, MST. You know, mm -hmm. listening to their little commentary to it. 
Yeah. Uh, it's fun looking through these lists here on Letterboxd, finding different ones I'd totally forgotten about. Or ones that I had knew nothing about, like snakes on a train. <laughs> what? Was it, it the Monday out... through Friday train? <laughs> Apparently, it came out the same year as Snakes on a Plane. Uh... With its alternative title, Soul Plane. <laughs> uh, both of them kind of were venomous. No, forget that. Lame joke. Ugh. <laughs> uh... I'm reaching, folks. I'm reaching. Uh, let's see. Uh, well, there's the Bat movies, too. There was uh, Bats. And, oh, with uh, uh, Lou Diamond Phillips, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And Nightwing was one I remember seeing trailers for as a kid back in the 70s. Remember, that came out shortly after, around the same time as uh, Frank Langella's Dracula. And I remember as a kid thinking the Nightwing was a vampire movie. <laughs> Not a bunch of bats attacking people. Yeah, I don't think I saw that one. Yeah. I know on the side note, I'm trying to remember the name of the movie that um, there's a documentary about it now, but it was uh, a movie that they filmed using real animals in a game preserve that they were not trained animals. And with the, the actors interacting with them, kind of a Swiss, Swiss Family Robinson vibe. And the there's horror stories that have come out from the cast and crew of people being mauled. It's like known for, it's, a, it's historic for the most injuries ever on a film and stuff like that. And I don't think it ever got released. <laughs> I'm trying to, to look into that. I haven't heard that. Uh, okay. You guys talk. I'm going to look. I'm going to look to the internet. <laughs> well, I remember there was an episode of Mystery Science Theater, and I don't know if it was Giant Spider Invasion or something like that, but I remember it was one of the lines from MS3K that really stuck with me was when these two like teenagers are heading down into like this cave, and one of them goes, Oh, look, an opening. And one of the people in the audience goes, should I put in an application? And it, it has kept me laughing for like every time I think about it, I start giggling because it was just so silly and so perfectly timed as so much of their stuff was. But that was one of my favorite episodes and it was giant spiders, if I recall correctly. There we go. The movie was called. 147 injury or 140 injuries reported. Uh, it's nicknamed the most dangerous movie ever made. What was the name of it? You dropped out on me. Roar. Roar. Okay. Yeah. And now I got Katy Perry in my head. I know that was the first thing that popped up when I put in Roar. Oh 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 The most dangerous movie ever made. Katy Perry. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. Um, it's been a side note. Thing, Katy Perry. My wife's got a book she's been reading that um, I cannot remember the name of it, but she used to be a a Christian performing artist that uh, has written a book that she came out years later, but writing about her touring days and things. And she's got little stories and their anecdotes of little Katy Perry 
that used to, that was on the same tour with them that they're all older kids or pushing 20 and they're going off to go go play but they also had you know Katy Perry in tow or they'd leave her uh what was one of the jokes of you know we left her back in the dressing room with a with a bowl of food and some water she would be okay while we're gone because she was essentially like the little puppy that followed us around Aww. <laughs> But she's just so happy and chipper and all that stuff. So, <laughs> yeah, here we go. Uh, a snuff version of the Smith family Robinson. <laughs> Finally, it's a proper re-release through those stars like Tippi Hedren and Melanie Griffith won't discuss the 1981 film that almost cost them their lives. Yeah, no animals were harmed during the making of Roar, but 70 members of the cast and crew so claims the trailer for the theatrical re-release of a little scene 1981 adventure film starring Tippi Hedren and daughter Melanie Griffith and 150 lions, tigers, leopards, jaguars, and elephants. Who who thought that was a good idea? Uh, let's see. And, the, and what insurance company would insure the actors for doing that? Uh, producer was Noel Marshall, uh, who also had done The Exorcist. Uh, yeah, it's been making the rounds through the draft house is uh, where it's kind of gotten its re-release. So I, I, I'm eager, I'm interested in watching that. There's there's a good trailer and clips and stuff about it you can find on YouTube and things. But yeah, that one always just fascinated me on the how did you get them to agree to do this? <laughs> so. They probably had the same people that talked the filmmakers into Human Centipede 1 and 2. <laughs> Feed him! Feed her! <laughs> That's the sound of my brain barfing. <laughs> oh, which, by the way, a belated apology to Joe's... Uh, Girlfriend, um, I did not mean to gross you out during lunch. <laughs> and I admit the Warner because I know that sometimes she listens at lunch and it just completely slipped my mind. <laughs> what was oh, her gross funny. out? What did I miss? When I was going into detail about how sick I was. Oh. <laughs> Good, trigger warnings, trigger warnings. <laughs> I, I didn't get that. I got like these alerts from uh, on my phone about you know someone tagged you in a Twitter post. I looked at. It and I'm like, what? Oh, well, I'll check that when I go home because I don't have Twitter on my phone. I just have the alerts. So I get home, sign on to Twitter, and I'm like, oh, 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 <laughs> oh, <laughs> my bad. Uh, well, on that note, folks, we've kind of come up on to time, so. Uh, check us out on Facebook on, pay, on Podcast Macabre's page. Uh, you can catch me over on Twitter at underscore duckman underscore. And, uh, be sure to check out my blog, uh, making it through the middle over on blogger.com. And you can also catch us on Twitter at Podcast Macabre. And you can catch me on Twitter at that Joe Myers. And you can find me on Twitter at tattooed underscore Jenny. And my blog is on WordPress and it's snarkattack101. And you can find me on the aforementioned Twitter at bullyandgoal71. Um, 
and soon to be released in not one, but now two anthologies, which is a humor story in and of itself, because apparently I had a third story that was accepted, and it was for um, Erotica. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh yeah. Who knew? I was told I was actually pretty good at it, and I should write more. I'm like, uh, you and my wife both, pal. <laughs> <laughs> Because I showed it to her, I'm like, I, I used you as inspiration in the story, and she's reading it, and she's like, I can tell, very good description. <laughs> I never did that to you, you know this, right? I'm like, yeah, I know, it was called a fantasy. <laughs> but read and take notes. <laughs> I got you a signed copy. <laughs> and I highlighted the parts I was most interested in. <laughs> Well, on that, folks, uh, I've been Chris. I'm Joe. I'm Jenny. I'm Don. And remember, don't be afraid of the dark. Be afraid of what's in it. <laughs> <laughs>